Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show which reveals the habits, fears, failures, and joys of today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Now, here's your host, Simon Sander. Let's get into the show. Today's featured guest is Sonia Williams. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Sonia is a strategic online business consultant and the founder of Sonia Williams Group. She believes in two very compelling principles, delegation and automation. Most of her focus today goes on helping her clients bring in more revenue and ditch five to seven hours of busy work per week. Sonia, take a minute to fill in some gaps from the intro and give us a look into your personal life. <laughs> sure. So um, I started my business about five years ago, and I really started it out of not wanting to work, you know, the typical 40, 50, 60 hours a week in corporate America that I was doing before. My background is in um, financial systems. So like I designed a lot of systems for different banks in America. And I knew I had this dream of whenever I have kids, I want to be able to be at home with my kids. And I knew that I couldn't do that and still have my corporate job. So I figured out a way to step out of my corporate job, create a business that allowed me to still have the lifestyle that I wanted, that I was having with my six-figure job in corporate America. And from there, five years later, I have a a business, international business with a team of five people. And we get to work with a lot of entrepreneurs in terms of helping them hire their teams, systematize, and actually get back more time in their day so that they're able to actually spend time doing what they love instead of, you know, being in the corporate world or just being wrapped up in their business instead of working on their business. So before you were an entrepreneur, you had this idea of being an entrepreneur, this dream sort of. Did your dreams exceed reality, Sonia? I think they did because I had no idea. Like I had this dream of wanting to be home when I, when I had kids. I just did not know how that would be possible because there's no one in my family prior to me that was an entrepreneur. So I, I didn't know that that was really a reality for me, that that could happen. But tell me, how many hours a week do you work now? Because entrepreneurs tend to work more than corporate people. <laughs> It is true. I think in the beginning, the first one to three years of my business, I probably did work more than I did in corporate America. But now that I have built out um, my business and team and systems and processes, I can honestly say that the way that I structure my week, I probably work 30, 35, maybe even less than that um, a week. And then I have my team that works on my client projects as well. So I want to jump in right away, Sonia, with our first topic. Could you tell me as an entrepreneur, what is the one thing that you do that you feel has been the biggest contributor to your successes so far? One thing that I do, um, I definitely think for me, the one thing I did that contributed to my success is get help and help in terms of investing in good people to join my team and work with my clients and work with me in the business. Because I wouldn't be able to do everything that I do right now for my clients or even for my business by myself. Um, In the beginning, it was very scary because it looked like, how can I afford to get help? But I had to kind of change my mindset and thinking and look at it as an investment instead of looking looking at it as an expense, just having someone on the team. So 
it's always hard to kind of hire people when you're a solo entrepreneur. Did you feel that way in the beginning that you wanted to get everything done on your own and that you were good enough to get done everything? I think a lot of entrepreneurs have this mindset. Definitely. I really, it's like your business is your baby. You grow, you've grown it <laughs> from day one to wherever you are now. And it's kind of hard to actually think about letting it go to someone else, even if it's like five hours a week. But for me, I knew that what my angle was, and I knew that I couldn't continue to do everything myself. So what I did in the beginning was I hired my very first virtual assistant, and she worked for me five hours a week to start. And that's kind of what helped me let go and want to hire more people, because in the five hours that she was working for me, we I got five hours back and probably more than that a week to go out, get more clients and continue to grow my business. And I, I, being the systems person, put some structure to how she was working. And so when, because I was a sole entrepreneur and wanting to make money, I had to budget. And so I had, I told her that when she gets to three hours, I need to know so that we can prioritize what she does for the remaining two hours. And then if for some reason we had five more hours of work, I could then look back at my budget and say, okay, yes, we need to get this all done and I can pay you for that this week. So that kind of helped me put some systems and structures in place to, to expand my team and feel good about it because this person was able to allow me to work on things in my business that was going to bring in money instead of doing like the calendar management and checking emails and things like that, that I was able to delegate off. So how long did it take for you to grow uh, from a two people team? First you were a solo entrepreneur and now you said you have six people on your team. Yeah. So I didn't get to six until probably this 20, 2016, actually we added two more then in 2015, we had four. So I started my business in 2011. So it took me three, it took me about three years to scale to from two people to um, three, then four, then six. So let's talk about that a bit. Something that we really want to emphasize on the show that overnight success almost never happens. And if people talk about it, they usually leave some things unsaid. So Sonia, your overnight success took years. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I'm so glad you brought that up because there's no such thing as overnight success. I've had tons of ups and downs um, in my business in the past five years. One good example was um, there's a, a blog post I have out there about how love broke my business because in 2014, I think it was, I fell in love and I took three weeks to come to Europe and like, you know, we went to Paris and we went around. And at that point in time, my team had been with me for several years and we figured all our systems, all our processes, everything was in place. Projects were going well. Why can't Sanaya take off? Well, when I took off, I, when I, I specifically remember coming back on the train from on the Eurostar from Paris to London and getting an email from a client basically saying the experience she's had since I've been gone is not what she's paying for. And she wants to terminate her contract and her contract was about 25,000. So I had to come back and kind of say what happened, what didn't work in my business while I was gone. And through looking at that, like that was a big downfall for me because those three weeks I probably lost um, almost 
$40,000 in revenue from clients because the experience my team was giving wasn't the same experience as if I were there. And what happened was when I'm working, we commun- we being my team communicate a lot. So whatever questions they had, I was there to just specifically answer and they were able to go run off and do it. That kind of handicapped my team because then we didn't go back and update our processes. So our business was growing, but the processes weren't getting updated. So then when I unplugged, the team didn't really have their full step-by-step that they needed. So we definitely learned from that and have now a process in place where we review our internal processes every quarter to make sure that they're up to par there, the systems updated, the step-by-steps updated so that if I were to leave or somebody else were to leave, anybody can kind of pick up that playbook and, and execute on it. So you kind of put all of your trust into your team members and they let you down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you could go back um, a few years and do that uh, part of your life over again, what would you do differently? Yes, I would probably definitely look at the processes that every team member was doing more frequently and make sure that they have everything they need before I unplug. And also not let the team be so dependent on me because that's not the business I'm growing. I'm, I'm kind of bus- building a business. I don't know. Have you heard of the book uh, Built to Sell? Create a business that can thrive without you? Yeah. So I'm building a business like that, <laughs> that can thrive without me. So I want the team to not be so dependent on myself. So that's one thing I have started to implement. Like we use Slack to communicate and I'm not in there all day, every day answering questions. It's they have to go back. They have to look at the process, find their own answers. And if they can't find their answer, then they come to me. Let's talk about your consulting. Uh, what kind of people and entrepreneurs usually consult? Yeah, so we do d- small businesses, um, online and offline businesses. Usually they have a team of, of two or more. They've been in business three or more years, I would say. And they're at a point where they're ready to grow their business, but they're feeling like, Either there are things falling through the cracks or they haven't found the right team to back them up kind of thing. And we kind of consult with them and help them put the right systems and processes in place, create the right playbooks for each of their team members so that they don't run into the same issue I ran into about three years ago. So tell me, how did you get started? I read a really interesting case study by Michael Sibarski, who wrote about you, and the blog post was uh, called How I Double My Consulting Business in Less Than 12 Weeks, and it was a case study about you. Uh, tell me more about that. Yeah, so, <laughs> yes, I basically, so you want to know how I doubled it in 12 weeks? As in, there are people in the audience who might be interested in starting consulting. Uh, Give us a glimpse how you got started and how you grew your business as well. Okay, got it. Yeah, so that's an interesting story. I, like I said, started my business while I was working in corporate. And what I did when I first got started was I looked for people who had audiences of my ideal clients. So I found about two or three people, I think it was like three people that had bigger online communities than I did. And what I did for them was a small project. We can call it like a barter. I did a project that was probably 10, 15 hours where I documented some processes for one client. I actually hired and trained like her VA for her business. 
And in return, what they did for me was they would promote me to their community. And what that promotion looked like was them sending out an email and hosting me on a webinar or a call, like where they interviewed me to their list. And from there, I probably got from each each of those clients, I got two to three clients from there. And that's how my business really started. Because even to this day, my business grows based on referrals. So I, there's not much marketing that I do because I get a lot of uh, referrals from my clients. So what I do now, that's how I got started. What I do now is I really work on referral-based clients and I go back to my clients or my partners and we created a referral program essentially. So current clients, when they refer me, they get a percentage off of their monthly retainer. Past clients, when they refer me, they get a percentage of the closed contract. Or so, or we send them a gift, but really it's all about building relationships. So I maintain great relationships with our past clients and our partners, and that's how we grow our business today. What are some biggest lessons you learned uh, with working with hundreds of uh, people in the industry as a consultant? <laughs> Everybody's different. <laughs> Everybody's very different. So people have many different learning styles, and I think for me coming out of corporate, I, I thought everybody was kind of, you know, they would do everything the same way. Cause in corporate, I went from one bank to another and everything was exactly the same, but, um, working with all my businesses, small business entrepreneurs, CEOs, they're all very different and they really want, they don't have time to waste, I would say. So they want you to get straight to the point and figure out like what's in it for them. So that's one thing I learned in terms of doing sales for entrepreneurs. It's really more benefit, like try to figure out when you're trying to close somebody, what's in it for them, essentially. It's not really about everything that you've done in the past and all of that. It's they're more so interested in how can you help them? And that's one of the biggest things I've learned because come from corporate, I never had to figure that, I never, that never mattered to me. So what are some things you always start with when you get a new client? Give us a little glimpse to people in the audience who are thinking about hiring a consultant. They, they might not have the revenue or the money to invest into a consultant right now, but what are some biggest things you always go over with every single client you have? Yeah, so when we first bring on a client, it's all about like that first experience because it's that's what's going to make working with you memorable. Um, so we make our onboarding process very smooth and clean for our, our new clients. But when we're working with our clients, we literally want to know what their end goal is. And that's one of the things that we focus on, especially during onboarding, during our whole sales process. It's like, what do you really want? Like, what's your dream kind of thing? What kind of business are you really looking to build? Um, because that's what helps us put together the right service and package for those clients. And it also goes back to like every client is different. Some clients may want to create a million dollar business and have this big, big team. Then I have other clients that just want to have a small team of three people and they're happy making 750,000. They just want to make it simple and easy kind of thing. So I always want to know for my clients, like what their dream is, like, why are they, what's your, why, why are you in this business? Um, and that's what helps us deliver a good service for each and every one of our clients. So do you ever turn down the clients who have unrealistic expectations? Oh, yes. I've turned down clients that uh, unrealistic expectations. 
people that want things to happen right now, like yesterday, because that's unrealistic and it's not reality. Everything takes time. And yeah, some people can say, well, I can do this for you in a week if you pay more, but the experience they're going to have is not going to be the right one. And going back to our goals, we want to, we build our business based on referrals. So we want every client to have a good experience. So yeah, we do turn, turn down clients. I briefly want to talk about firing clients. So when you just get into business, uh, you always want to kind of appeal to everybody. You will accept every single offer you get. Um, what do you think about that? Should uh, small businesses fire clients in the beginning who are annoying and don't pay that much? I have two, two things about this. So I would say you aren't, there's not one person that's a right solution for everybody. So that's the wrong thinking. I definitely agree with niching down, but I feel the only way you're able to niche down is if you have clients and have had clients that you don't want to work with and you've had clients that you do want to work with. So in the very beginning, I took everybody. I worked with everybody in my first year because one, I needed to figure out what service people would actually pay for and how much they would pay for. I'm pretty sure if I go back and look at what I charged back then, Compared to what I charge now, I was definitely underpricing myself because I would literally be testing to see what worked and what didn't work. So I say go out there, test what works for you, test who you like to work with and who you don't like to work with, and then niche down to see what the right service you have, what, what, what the right service you want to offer, and who you want to really offer that to. You won't know unless you've come across come across it. So when it comes to your business, what is something that is really working for you right now? That is really working? Yes. I would say the new, the referral campaign because we literally just actually started to formalize the program. For the past five years, we haven't had it. We just started formalizing it last quarter and that's helped us close probably in the last quarter three new clients. So I would say that that's the one thing that's working for us right now. Give me some more details. Uh, how did you get started with it and what kind of, is it on other people's websites, uh, on about pages, on resource pages, or tell me more about that. No, it's literally me getting on the phone, me and one of my other team members getting on the phone and calling our past clients. Um, usually I do it on like a Friday, Friday morning, where I just reach out and connect via email or via phone, via Facebook, just to check in and say, Hey, how's it going? Um, wanted to see, you know, how the systems and processes or the last project we did was going, if there's anything else we can do for you kind of thing. And by the way, if you know anybody that wants the same results that you had, here's what we can do for you. And that's where we go into the incentive of why you may want to you know, refer somebody to us kind of thing. So before we weren't doing that at all, people were, were just referring to us, but now we, we kind of formalized it and that I would think is working. Tell me, what are your plans or goals for the next uh, five years? Oh, five years. Um, for the next five years, I definitely want to create a community, uh, like a membership-based kind of community for entrepreneurs, because I feel like there's still... A misconception of systems and processes in small businesses. Um, because I think a lot of people think that when they create systems and processes, it makes them be more corporate, but that's not the key. Like systems and processes create freedom in your business. And I want more people to understand that as well as having team members, even if it's just one person at five hours a week, the difference that that would make. 
So in the next five years, I want to create a kind of community membership around that. You mentioned system and processes. I think that's a perfect segue to uh, talk about habits. Um, Habits are really important to entrepreneurs. Uh, What is one personal habit that you pursue day in and day out and that really contributes to your success? I would say definitely going out and getting like moving because that helps me maintain creativity and get my own kind of personal space that's off and out and away from the business away from my laptop, kind of just thinking about new opportunities, new things that I could be doing. So is it that habit you pursue every day or? It is something that I do every day um, in terms of going outside, walking or exercising or something like that. Well, how has this changed you? Because entrepreneurs, we're really bad with fitness. uh, And I think a lot of people just don't seem to find the time for it. We all know it is important. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it is definitely very important. And I think I didn't start doing it for myself probably for the last, only about the last year and a half, I would say. Because before I would always use the excuse, I don't have time. I don't have time to go outside and go for a walk. I don't have time to go to the gym kind of thing. But once you start doing it consistently, it's it's similar to um, also meditating. Like once you start doing that consistently, then you have like a change in yourself in terms of you open up this new space of uh downloading new things and creative creativity and like a sane space just to relax kind of you have to pull yourself away it's like i heard someone say before like you have to pull yourself away from your business to be able to recreate or create new things like when you take that vacation actually take a vacation that's unplugged or if it's unplugging from your business for an afternoon or for an hour kind of thing yeah and then you have some time to self-reflect as well and good things might happen i want to end today's uh, talk with the topic happiness so what brings joy and really makes you happy sonaya right now what's bringing joy to me is i i recently just had a, a baby girl and so that's congratulations <laughs> thank you. that's bringing much joy to me and much joy and lack of sleep but it's it's actually relieving because I can now say I created my business to be home with my child and I can be home with my child. You've been really generous with your time and I know how busy you are. Let's end today's show with the parting piece of guidance from you and the best way to connect with you. Yeah, so you can definitely connect with me on my site, sanayawilliams.com, S-O-N-A-Y-A. And I guess the one thing I would really say is for those that are either currently consultants or looking to be consultants, I would definitely say never give up on it because there's something you have out there that someone is waiting for. Like you have a solution or service that someone is waiting for. Once again, thank you so much for coming in and sharing journey with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.